in the cabbage. Well, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, T Swizzle, Tommy Swam. To my right or your left, Andrew Witt. Yeah, I'm here, boys. What's up? Barely here. You know what I mean? <laughs> barely, um, barely here for you. Barely. Living through so. all of it. Gimping through. I mean, we made it though. It was a little bit of a struggle, but here we are back live again. And boy, does it feel great yeah. to be home yeah. oh, after yeah. a weekend like that. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, we are talking about the Ryder Cup we just came back from. And it took me, we were supposed to record a little inside baseball the day, two days after we got back from the Ryder Cup, late Saturday night. We were supposed to record Monday. Yeah. Well, we got back Sunday night, Sunday night, late. We did get back Sunday night. Yeah. You were right. We got back at Sunday night, like nine, I dropped you off. I should tell you where the state I am in. Those days don't even... They're I don't, I don't together. even think you were coherent because you were like, oh, <laughs> there's no chance I'm recording on Monday. I'm okay. Tuesday for sure. Tuesday yeah. for sure. I can definitely skip a day. And then you were still out of commission. Barely got a text from you on, on Tuesday Yeah, at all. still trying to recover. <laughs> hey, are we recording today? I definitely don't have the energy to do that. <laughs> Start finally feeling better about, mm, I don't know, 5 o'clock today. Wow. Yeah. Boy, does it hurt to be 30, yeah, right? <laughs> I, I was out of it, man. Um, completely out of it. But it was a great trip. We're going to get into that definitely more uh, later in the podcast. But uh, how was your day, buddy? How was your week? Or the start of the week, I yeah, guess? Yeah, it's all good. Um, definitely a little bit of a slower start. Rough going through a little bit of what I was battling on Sunday. We can bring that up a little, a little bit later <laughs> in the podcast. But, you know, a little bit of a... A personal injury. I had to take a little work from home day on on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Monday is already work from home day. Thank God. Yeah. But like a Tuesday, just a quick work from home day. Um, you know, just knocking out some work. But other than that, dude, just cooking a little bit, hanging out, trying to get um, back on track and getting into the rhythm a little bit. What about you? You got some. You got some pretty exciting news, actually. Um, yeah, exciting news that happened to me is I finally paid off my hospital bills. There we go. Yeah, what is going on with that? Because you hit me with that at, like right before we sat down here, and we're like, "Hold on, or I'm going to get into it in a, in, a, in a minute here." But what's what's up with that? So I'm definitely in the cabbage with this whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so two years ago, I went to the hospital, which I never do, and you're just paying that thing off, right? What so, is happening? <laughs> so two years ago, I went to the hospital for chest pains. I'm in the hospital, right? When you say you have this is this is because of COVID, right? Yeah, yeah because COVID. you got COVID. This is the whole like vaccine well, situation. Yeah, if you want to get if you want to get into it, I got yeah, the Moderna. Just give a little bit of a backstory. I got, I guess. got the I'm a, I'm a Moderna mama. I got a couple Moderna shots. The second I think a, one. I think I'm a Moderna as well. Yeah, I got the shit kicked my ass. Dude. I didn't really get sick, which is crazy. I uh, I mean, like physically sick, but the second one gave me chest pains. Yeah, that's that's no bueno, and, I'm and that's not, like part of the side effects that are going on too. Right. So it's it, like the list of them. It, so uh, among, I don't know a what happened. Other things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows <laughs> what's going on with that? But yeah, I um was having chest pains, and of course, I not used to that. Went to the hospital. 
the next morning after fighting through it and everyone was freaking out that I was, I called the hospital. I'm like, hey, should I come in? I'm having chest pains. <laughs> and they're like, you probably should come in if you're having chest pains. How old are you, sir? I'm like 28 or yeah. something. Right. They're like, come in. Right. I'm like, I'll sleep it off. Right. <laughs> so I right. Oh, that's right. I yeah. remember that. And then you like basically woke up or like couldn't sleep. Couldn't right? sleep because okay, it got was it. hurting. And then I woke up, uh, went to the hospital, went to the doctor. Doctor immediately sent me to the hospital. So then we got to the hospital. Like, like the ER, basically? Mm-hmm. Got it. Immediately. It wasn't like, it was like, I went, my wife went with me, of course, which is like great, but at the same time, awful, because now whatever this doctor says, I'm going to have to do, instead of me just like <laughs> bullshitting it. Doing it on your own terms. Right. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're talking about your chest pain, Ian, that's something that you should definitely get looked at. Probably go by the books and what the doctor says. Right. But I you guess, know, what do they know? I guess so, right. <laughs> I thought, you know, I was just gas or something, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. You go to the whole thing. Uh, yeah. You just, you just, it looks like you have a little bit of a blockage going on. Yeah. You had some tacos. Yeah. And like some pizza. Yeah, a lot of Del Taco last night, <laughs> sir. Um, so we did the whole thing, right? Went to the hospital. Everyone's like, oh, you'll be in and out. Just tell me you have chest pains. That didn't work. So we're sitting outside. It's like a hundred degrees outside when I went. Long story short, like everything's good, but like. I received like four bills from the hospital. Yeah. And I didn't understand what it was. And there was two that were similar amounts and two were way cheaper. One was like 20, one was like 20. The other one was like, you know, whatever, 500, 500. Okay. And I paid the two 20s and one of the 500s just assuming they just, you know, it's the same bill. But for whatever reason, they, they messed it up and they're sending me two. Whatever. I don't know. Right. I'm never in the ER. And apparently these doctors that I saw that I didn't agree to, of course, weren't in the hospital. Like there weren't employees. So they were brought Got on. It. So they char the doctor charged me separately out of the hospital as well. So the doctor charged me five hundred. The hospital charged me five hundred and I got paid for like the radiologist and the EKG or something. Uh, the, that's how I, I don't know. It's just a weird system because you go in the hospital and then they just start throwing things at you and you just like you have no regard what any of this costs. Right. Obviously, you're concerned for your health or else you wouldn't be in the ER. Like, I mean, I'm going there at last desperation cause. And I, we got in there like we like just, something's got to be my eye, like a knife or some shit like that. Right. Like I got to have a bone sticking out of my body. Right. Like I got to have doctor something tells you, you need to immediately go to the hospital. Right. Like I mean, I'm talking, this is super extreme. And so right. of course you're like, okay, if everyone's, if all signs are pointing towards me being in the ER right now, I should probably listen to what they have to say because this could go south really quick. And that's when they start throwing a bunch of things at you. Mm-hmm. And now you're stuck with four medical bills that you have no idea no what they're for. No clue what I'm doing with them. And so finally, like, a debt collector called me, like, two weeks ago. A debt collector? A debt collector called Did me. Did you think it was a fraud call at first? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> eat my you're ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like, come on. Yeah, and then like, they're like, happening? you haven't paid a hospital bill, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what hospital? And they're like, Saddleback or whatever. And I'm like, I called them. They're like, yeah, you, you owe us money, of course. They're not going to say, no, you're good. You don't owe us money. It's never that. It's never, oh, never mind. It was our mistake. Right. <laughs> no, it's it's always it's always pin, pin, pin. Yeah. <laughs> corner, corner you in. It's never like, oh, oh actually, we, owe, we actually owe you money. We, <laughs> yeah. we overcharged you. <laughs> never, never the case. So they're like, yeah, you owe us money. I'm like, cool. Can I pay you instead of this debt collector? And they're like, no, you have to pay the debt collector. Mm. 
So I had to call the debt collector. Wait, was there in- like interest on this thing? No. Oh, thank God. Okay. No, it wasn't like a th- you know, it wasn't whatever. They made like twenty bucks or whatever it was. So finally, if you're talking about you know looking at the positives, now at least I'm past that, and I have more hos- like more bills I got from last year now from my knee doctor that just came in the mail. Dude, why are they on like a year long? Like- I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. They're I tardy. I don't know. Everyone's they should tardy. be paying. They should be paying us fees here. I think so. I mean, universal health care never sounds so sweet at this moment. My God, mm. and some about that universal health care that really just butters my so you, blood. So, you, so, so, so you're still, so you're still thinking about getting that surgery, or you're just like, nah, dude, I'm just gonna power through this thing. After I'm just seeing, powering after, it through. After seeing that next medical bill, you're like, until, uh, I, can finan- maybe not. until I can financially afford my body feeling better. I'm not going to get the surgery. Isn't that sad? You Until know, I can we financially be like, oh, I I need my knee. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, you're in, in retrospect, your knee is doing exactly what it needs to be doing right now. I like, mean, of all things, it's a torn meniscus. It's totally fine. It just sucks when I try to do anything like quick lateral movements. Which yeah. For a while, we were doing the basketball league, and that was the only issue with it. Everything else has been fine. Madison's like, you know, you don't limp anymore. You never complain about your knee since you've stopped playing basketball, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> it was a torn meniscus. But For anyways, sure. buddy, I mean, it's been good. So good stuff. Cool. I'm glad you're now out of that. Mm-hmm. We'll pass that one part about your uh, your chest hurting there and how you just got to deal with the knee a little bit. Yeah. So that's that, so that what's, what's, what's going on there. Is it steep? Mm-hmm. Is it a is it a steep cost? Oh, the knee? Oh, for sure. Oh boy. I mean, it's not this. No, 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 not this. Not the surgery itself. I'm talking just like the initial, like uh, consultation. Oh no, it was just more, more money. It's never like twenty bucks. It's like another hundred and twenty. Okay. No, and then there's like th- there's like two of them. Okay, that's so it's like two forty. That's not too bad. That's yeah. that's not terrible. For a while there, for like I don't know, like six about a year to a year and a half ago, my body just decided, you know what? We're falling apart now. Well, it, it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's one of those things though that we haven't really had to do anything for our bodies mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, and like if there is a time, I guess you know now is a better time than when we were like nineteen and twenty. Could you yeah. imagine trying to pay those bills now? I mean, like maybe would have had our parents help out a little bit. Thank goodness for that. But like, I mean, if I had to pay medical bills at nineteen and twenty, I would have offered like Little Caesars pizza. <laughs> Been like, hey, do you want like, you know, hot and ready and an Arizona tea? It's about my budget currently. I talking about medical bills. I got screwed over by the dentist and I I needed the dental work. Yeah. I mean, you have to get that. You know, you don't want to be walking around just like got some dentures in at the age of like 50. But Mm -hmm. really rough when you're getting like a root canal, got like an onlay, basically just basically like a crown essentially on like my molar and that's like you know 300 400 and like going back like a couple times it's like golly right this is not i mean this thank goodness for insurance but like holy cow that really kind of put a little dent in the wallet but um anyways i feel like we're getting a little bit sidetracked here i like uh, talking about our bodies this is great uh 30 year old Coming of age stuff here. Just your you yeah. Know, we're teeth, gonna we're gonna knees, get to we're gonna, we're gonna get to talk your more butt about, just more about start falling apart. We're gonna you know start talking mean? more about that in a little bit as well. But uh, let's I talk guess about it, me, I guess it's uh, nice to complain for sure. I mean, I love. I feel like when the older you get, it's you talk about your body falling apart, and you know, at my like our parents' age now, it's you know friends you know that have gone to the greater pastures, and that's all they talk about. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. like a, it's like a, your body hurts, and then it's who's gone to the greater beyond. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> um, but speaking of going the greater beyond, which is your current average in these pickums we're doing. Yeah, nice segue there, bud. Thank you. I'm <laughs> really working on them. Um, why don't you go ahead and explain again what we're doing, and then I can brag about me just clapping your cheeks all all week. It's one week. It was one week. Big comeback for you. You're going to need a big comeback. Mm. Basically, what we're doing is we're doing a season-long race with the PGA Tour along with you know the, uh, the FedEx Cup for all of the tournaments that are going on. And uh, Tommy and I are doing a little bit of a bet, picking three players, actually, from three different brackets of tiered players based off of MGM sports betting, um, based on like their odds on their success to actually win the tournament, their favorites. So um, I can actually pull this up real quick, but basically we are doing this for this for all the major tournaments. I believe mm-hmm. we got the Arnold Palmer in- Invitational that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the players, and then we're going to do the match play event over in Texas. Those are That's kind of like a quick look at the uh, near future here. We're going to do any tournaments we feel like watching or have the ability to watch totally or it like sparks a little bit of an interest right Right. so um, match play is always one of my favorites to watch Arnold Palmer is awesome to watch yeah um the masters all that good stuff yeah exactly and so we're just going to recap a little bit um from the tournament that happened this past weekend which was the genesis open and, and invitational mm-hmm. and um in our last episode we did go through and pick three players um one player is through the Top favorite to the fifteenth, mm-hmm. yep, sixteenth through fortieth, and then fortieth through the rest of the field. So we're allowed to pick one player from each, and we started that off basically who gets honors and who gets dibs for those first picks through the first uh, for each category. And I had the first pick this time, which hurts a little bit more because Your first I pick did great. First tip, yeah, first pick did great. Um, so I could recap this a little bit, but basically you had Xander Shoffley, mm-hmm. right, from your top 15, and then you went Tommy Fleetwood, mm-hmm. and then you went Matt Kuchar. Classics. And my God, you were worried about Matt Kuchar. Balling. And he was an all-star for you this weekend. Yeah, I had no he worries. He played really well. It's not. You, it's no, <laughs> no worries. worries. No <laughs> worries. There was no digital file of it. There's nothing in, in speech or recorded. Good Matt Kuchar is a... Baller. Good, good thing that your your audio is definitely posted on all major platforms that are that are uh, <laughs> falling the po- cabbage. Yeah, that are going podcasts here. Mm-hmm. Um, Xander had an all right tournament. You know, it seemed like he was a little bit out of sorts for the most part, but he got you a thirty third. Not bad, you know. Um, Tommy Fleetwood twentieth again, out kicking the coverage. But the big one is Matt Kuchar coming in eighth. That was huge for you right there. I just glad I did my research and knew that Matt Kuchar plays great at Riviera. You did kind of call it. You said he did have a couple of recent well-liked tournaments, but mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, pulling on that, and uh, that's exactly what I did with uh, Max Homa. And so he yeah. was a 2021 winner. Um, he was my upper echelon pick for the top one through 15. I like that echelon. <laughs> that was nice. I like the throw in and, there. Um, and then it quickly fell off from there because it went from 16th to 40th, and I grabbed Siwoo Kim. Had a rough weekend. He f- he didn't make the cut, <laughs> and that's tough. That's that's really tough when all three of your players made the cut and don't make the cut by just a small margin. They are successfully in the tournament mm-hmm. um, and earns, earning themselves a pretty decent paycheck. Um, mm-hmm. 
so yeah, it, it's it's not unfortunately just he missed the cut. It's going to be like 65th and beyond. We're actually doing where they finished at the time. Yeah. So the mental headspace might have been a little bit screwed because right. uh, it was 102 in that in the field, <laughs> which is a rough finish. <laughs> and then we're going to cap it all off with with a guy that probably lost his head a little bit. Probably. And when I say probably, it was most certain because when you're not making the cut and you're f- well off the cut line you're probably losing your head a little bit and just now maybe having a beer on the course i don't know i don't want to speak for him but knowing joel damon he's He's very having some fun he he might have he was probably having some fun out there and he finished up uh with 109th with not making the cut so uh averages for this week we're going to give you not just a slight nod here but i would say an overwhelmingly Mm -hmm. uh big win you've had an average of 20th for the picks and i would say that's a great first round um, this this is the first time we were doing all of our tiers. Yeah. Because the first time we kind of just went through and grabbed like a couple top players and maybe a reacher pick. I kind of did the similar situation. But then this week is that first week we are putting in, you know, top tier, second tier. Sure. Exactly, exactly. So I think 20th could be one of the better picks of all weeks. Yeah, finishing 20th average. I mean, you could grab a guy in the top 15 that doesn't make the cut. It just is not their week. Right. You know? Um, so, yeah. And then I finished with an average of 71st. Ooh. So, oh, boy. That is – hold on to your straps there. That is quite the margin. So, You're now – a big comeback. I, I'm going to need to put together a few Couple solid weeks. weeks here. Because if we're looking down the line how many tournaments we're going to be doing this for. Um, I would I would guess 10. Yeah. I would or say 12, 10. maybe. 10, 10 seems good. Yeah. Um, so I think after this tournament, if you're averaging out right now, my average placing in these is 17th. Yep. Yep. 17th. And your average placing right now is 40th. I don't want to talk about it. Is okay. 40th. Mm. You're way back there. I can't even see you. Are you even making the cut at 40th? Um, so remember if whoever the loser is at the end of the season is going to have to do something, we'll let the audience pick, but it's not going to be super enjoyable. Maybe it's, you know, you buy me a golf round. Yeah, that could be rough for both of us, you know? Yeah, it definitely could be. Yeah. Um, it just, Probably more just, torturous. Just don't so. involve anything if I lose anything eating like, you know, 30 pancakes. There's just no way I'm surviving that. Yeah, that's going to be rough for you. <laughs> I'll make you eat cheese. <laughs> like, yeah, th- three large pieces of czar or something. Yeah, like, I'll let you eat. I'll make it you stuffed crust from Pizza Hut. You're gonna, you gonna be re- finish it all. You're gonna re- be responsible for my med- my medical bills this time, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get you 17 different charges. That's what I'm good at. Um, other sports we watched uh, this weekend that were fun to watch. Uh, not Before much. Before we move on here, mm-hmm. let's let's keep recapping Genesis. Though. Oh, that's you right. Want, yeah, yes, let's please. let's yeah let's keep recapping that. So because we do want to have more golf and then more other uh stuff with the nba but uh certainly do want to recap a little bit of the genesis here first but i'll let you kick it off what are your opening thoughts what do you think of the tournament i think uh next year we have to go well if it's during the Ryder cup again probably not gonna be able to go but um it's always one of the fun ones to watch on tv really interesting course design um love that tiger was out there i love that he made the cut i think that was Awesome. It was pretty cool. I watched an interview with him, and it was pretty funny. You asked me what you think would be a successful weekend for Tiger, personally. And I said making the cut, but he won't think that. Right. And He's he legitimately never... answered that question, like, you know, what would you consider success this weekend? And he said... Winning. Winning. Right. But, you know, some people think it's making the cut. That's not my personal goal. 
So maybe Tiger Woods is listening to this podcast. I don't know if he is or isn't, but what's up, Tiger? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was great. I was looking. I mean, of course, it's the Tiger show out there. And it's all I'm watching or all I'm hearing about. I mean, you love. I mean, I love it. Right? Who doesn't and, love uh, a little tiger action? His swing speeds was ridiculous. His ball striking was, you know, was, for the driver was unreal. Yeah, it was pretty immaculate. Hanging I would say JT a tampon mid course. I thought was funny between <laughs> friends. I thought it was funny. I got a little bit of heat, but you know, what whatever, are you gonna do? man. Like they're having a little. They're, they're having, having fun. fun. I don't get it. That's the stuff that you want to see out there. You want to see a little bit of a a slight jawing. You want to see a little bit more character out of these guys. That's just me personally, especially if we're pulling for guys like Max Homa that show a little bit of personality in like interviews. You know, it's all it's okay to get a little bit more of that out there. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, I get why people can be upset or whatever, but he it's not it wasn't with malintent of calling him a female or whatever it was just like hey i drive the ball farther than you that's like and, and he's old school i mean i don't know really what you want this is sports this is what guys do i mean every time you miss a putt shore on a golf course there's some sort of joke or some like remark a, some yeah. you know some remark it's maybe a little out of place but you know whatever it's just like the old school saying i guess yeah um Maybe it should change, but I think it, I personally think it was awesome. Yeah, um, it's always fun to see those little jabs. Because Whether, they're buddies, and they don't mean anything by it. And right. you know, Tiger's got daughters and stuff like that. I'm sure he's not trying to be malicious in any sort of way with those things. Mm-hmm. But back to the swing speeds, it's ridiculous. It's truly showing me that Tiger can still play golf. If it wasn't for his leg, I have no doubt in my mind he'd be having another like five years in his golf game with the PGA Tour if he wanted that. But with his leg, it's just not possible. He just can't do it. And it's yeah. only going to get harder when he has to walk tougher courses. Like, a Riviera seems like a pretty tough walk for, I would assume, from TV. It doesn't look very super flat all the time. Yeah, it doesn't look the flattest. And also, it's just, you know, every course is long. And, it, you know, it's it's cold. Four days of walking. And it's freezing temperatures right. out there, too, which also doesn't favor Tiger's back, which is even more of a something to kind of tip our hats to. It's like, this guy can... This guy can drive the golf ball and create some serious speed. And he's 47 years old, and it's really fun to watch him play. And I I have to agree with you. There's no doubt in my mind that if he were to stay healthy and not have gotten in that car accident, he would have had 80, his 83rd PGA Tour win by now. I think he, we don't talk about it enough. Like, I'm sure his back also got more jacked up from that car accident. I, I'm sure. I'm sure, like, it just... It, the, dude, the dude's, that, I mean, he might have had like an asterisk for that next PGA Tour win because he's basically a metal man. He's a machine at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> Iron Man walking around, <laughs> which is, I mean, it just really shows you where modern science is nowadays because this guy can still play golf with a fused back. Who knows what rods, pins, screws, and duct tape and super glues holding on to his <laughs> leg. But he's still yeah. playing golf. It's uh, pretty crazy. It, he looks good. And it's as far as him not playing in a competitive match competition tournament in seven or eight months, I mean, it's it was really fun to watch him go out there and compete. I think he enjoyed it as well, which is why I think we're going to see a little bit more of him this year, just depending on how his body feels. So that was really fun. I... Definitely got to watch a little bit of the final round. I didn't watch all of it. We had a couple mm-hmm. of things going on because we were obviously coming back from the Ryder Cup. Right. 
but it was still really fun. I got to watch the highlights. I threw those on Sunday night. That was really fun, really cool. It looked like a very competitive day. And I, I really just think that the PGA Tour is really coming up right now because there's so many rising stars and so many athletic young players that are just playing the game with so much passion right now. I think it's really cool to watch John Rahm, Max Homa, Scotty Scheffler, Roy's maybe a little bit on the older side. Maybe he's not young, but still is massively talented. Mm-hmm. You know, you JT, still you still have Jordan Spieth. You still have both of those guys really playing well. It's just really fun to watch these guys play. And then obviously you got some of the younger guys, Sam Burns, et cetera, Victor Ahalman. The list goes on is what I'm trying to yeah, say. It's trumping live golf right now. It's competition. It is coming up all PGA Tour. And I have nothing really against live. I just mm-hmm. think that PGA Tour is vastly more enjoyable to watch. And I just saw a couple of posts on Instagram on Golf Digest. And they were like releasing the teams and who was playing. And I was like, I don't really... Care to look corny. I didn't really care to look into this. Really, it looked corny. I like the concept of teams. I I just didn't. It just wasn't pulling me in that direction yet. If I was live golf, what I would do would be make the team events every once in a while, uh, individual event, a team event, an individual event, team event. I don't like. I guess you could win individually throughout all these tournaments. To be honest. I haven't watched. I watched bits and parts of it, but I do think it's all individual throughout the whole tournament. So you can win individually, and you can also win for your team. But that's not, you know, the point. Uh, I just they they also changed their names. I didn't even know. Why. Yeah, they all have like team names. Yeah, but they changed their names. There's oh, like new updated team names. Got it. They're also going to full uniforms now. They're going to be all matching in the same stuff and outfits. Anyways, I'm getting off topic a little bit here but like it it, i do think it's coming up all pga tour because then you got full swing that's coming out we're going to touch on that in a little bit Mm -hmm. and you got max homa that is addressing the media after the tournament and getting emotional is basically yeah i mean he's here he's crying on tv about how he wanted this tournament so badly and you can argue against the other way around that live golf the players there it doesn't i mean i Again, I don't follow it as much as I do follow the PGA Tour, but haven't really seen any of that coverage, those releases, that passion, that same kind of fire um, come out from the live tournaments, you know? Yeah, I haven't seen, you know, like, I, I, like remember last year when they won the championship and they're spraying champagne. I just remember watching this, like, post, and it was like, it just felt, it just feels corny. Yeah. It just feels like they don't, and you know. It feels very manufactured. The right? only golfer I really miss over there is two that I really miss over there watching on a daily yeah. basis is Matt Wolf. Yeah. I used to love watching Matt Wolf. He was fun when he broke onto the PGA Tour for sure. Um, And then um, Cam Smith. Yeah. Cam Smith. Was, Cam I mean, Smith, I think, is the biggest loss. Dustin Johnson clearly the man doesn't is, care. The man is cooler than the other side of the pillow, man. Yeah, he that is. guy is just all time. Um, when he was putting on that performance at the Open last year, it was it was really special. Totally, I think um, he's the biggest loss out of them. Yeah, um, but I mean, John Rahm just really cementing himself in the idea of being a best golf, one of the best golfers of all time. He is on a tear right now. He he's doesn't look like he can. He's like his beaten. average. His average score this year is sixty seven point eight or something like that. For every time he tees it up, he just he's looks like, like he. Any time he can step on a course right now, he's a top five favorite, no problem. Easy, 
Like every every tournament, I'm never like, oh, John Rom not gonna have a shot at this one. Max Homa loved the battle. You know, it was awesome to see Max in another one again. Um, like you said, uh, just really genuine guy. It's awesome to see. I think the P, like you said, PGA Tour is in a great place. I'm really excited to see these next tournaments coming up and the new bigger purses. And it's only going to get better with the Tiger Woods Golf League that's coming out, the indoor one. I know people are skeptical about that, but trust me, it's going to be killer. You're going to want to watch it. It's not going to be something to skimp on. It's it's going to he's change. Doing it, he's doing it on Mondays, I heard, right? Yeah. It's like gonna, the Monday Night Lights or something like that. It's yeah. basically like re- not replacing but taking the place of Monday Night Football in off season, Right. Which is really cool. And I think it's it's going to be something you're going to want to watch. Um, all the top players. So, like, there's many, a lot of top players who have already agreed to it. So, it's not like we got scrubs out there who yeah. we don't know. Um, it's really cool. It's going to be fun. It looks like it's going to be very aesthetically pleasing to watch. It's going to be in a full stadium, this and that. It's full interactive, like, yeah. surfaces. I'm really excited to see what they roll out PGA here. Tour, just keep going. Don't For stop. Sure. Don't, like, okay, we've buried Liv. Let's put him in a body bag. Let's get him <laughs> in the morgue. Let's ship him home. I love I love what they're doing. It's really cool. It's because fun. I think it's just fun. keep it up. Um, yeah. Other sports we caught this weekend, though. Uh, was the dunk competition. It was about all the other watched before I started, you know, hitting the head bed early because of, um, you know, being so tired from the Ryder Cup. But yeah. That was electric. I'm talking about the NBA and the slam dunk competition. My goodness. Yeah, it Mac was fun. McLung put on a show. It was fun. With all the boys having some drinks, you know, normally when I'm watching these things, I'm by myself. And I don't feel the electricity of it. But with the boys watching it, it was a lot of fun. I got up. Well, yeah, we got up for that. I mean, yeah. we were throwing. We were like, you know, throwing our hands in the air, running around, basically, because this man standing at six feet tall yeah. was jamming the basketball. Highlight, highlight of the basketball. Highlight of the All Star Weekend, which, in my opinion, needs to just go away completely. It's not it's, great. It's awful. Uh, they don't play defense. The three point competition sucks. The sam- slam dunk competition sucks unless Mac does what he did there, which was great. I mean, literally, it revived the entire All-Star weekend. Yeah, I don't care, like, to watch Mac dunk. I mean, that was great, but I want to see, like, LeBron, Giannis. I want to see guys, yeah. top stars, throwing these dunks down. And, um, I like, I don't know if you know, but I think I mentioned something of it, but Mac was on a 10-day contract just to do the dunk competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's rough. Like, he's not an All-Star dunker. You know what I mean? Like, he's... Not in really not playing significant minutes in the NBA right. in the G League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was super fun to watch the man succeed. I bet you it was such a cool moment for him. Some of the best, most creative dunks I've seen in a very long time. But since back me and uh, jamming back in high school, you know, put that's my they, elbow. That, that's what they that. used to say about you. You keep living those glory days in yeah. your mind. Those, you describe my game a lot the, of bounce. Yeah, a lot of bounce, a lot of electric first step. Yeah, you know, quickness, right? Speed, agility. A lot. That's of my, probably why uh, that meniscus blew out on you. Yeah, you just, you just, you just, couldn't, you just couldn't keep up. <laughs> exactly. I had to blow it out. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it was fun. Uh, you know, but the main the main show that weekend for ourselves was the Ryder Cup, and let's get. Let's buckle in here, because if you guys aren't ready for some golf talk, yeah. you know this is a good time to <laughs> maybe. We're gonna strap in here. Fast this is gonna be like probably bit. yeah. This is probably the main topic here. here of, we go of, of tonight. So, 
Um, just a recap of what this is, if you haven't listened, Andrew and I and Davis throw a golf tournament for some of our friends, and it's a 4v4, you know, um, tournament that we throw on different events. Yep, match play style. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes uh, it is individual, but most of the time it's paired together with another teammate of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the rundown of it. Um, so it's four on four, like Tommy mentioned, but because it's four on four and we play three rounds of golf, um, you're not allowed to repeat partners. So you're playing with every single person from your, your team. team. Exactly. The matchups might be the similar or like you might be playing against the same person a like couple I of times. I played against Vinny all weekend. Yeah, I played against Max all weekend long. But, um, you know, that's totally fine. It, it's fun to play with each individual member. You can't, like, stack teams, whatever. It's pretty even. We all have a set handicap. We had a few different um, game types that we rolled out. And, um, you know, we can go through a little bit here. But we'll just f- break down each day. Yeah, first course was great. Um, first course, we would, we played a night course. It was a par three course. We thought it was a par three, par four, but it was just a par three course, which was awesome. The light, um, the lights at Indio. Yeah, uh, paid fifty bucks for it with a cart. Um, but I'm talking all time par three course. All time. Tee boxes were a little chewed up, but that's typical for par three courses. Yeah. But the greens were amazing. The grass, the fairway, all awesome. There wasn't many greens hit in reg. With the, with everyone out there was a lot of stiff swings. It was really cold. A little cold, a little windy. Um, I, the the course was in immaculate shape, and I was actually shocked on how fast and small and rough the pin placements were. I mean, it, it was it made for a really tough round of golf. I mean, I you know how much I struggle on par threes. I was giving zero help to my partner. That was Vinny that day. Yeah, talk about Vinny All Star there. That I mean he. Basically, you know, not to not to throw no, you no, in no. a body he, bag. He, car- carried, he carried me through at least I nine hop- holes. I hopped in a body bag that you hopped threw in the, me in. You, you got Dora he picked me up, right? Threw me in his be- <laughs> door the Explorer backpack. Boots. Yeah, and I just hopped in there for the ride for like seven, eight, nine holes, dude. I mean, I didn't, com- I didn't, I didn't really he was, contribute. He was not hitting greens, but close enough, and he did hit a lot of greens. Yeah. And if you guys weren't hitting greens, you were chipping up to a decent area, and Vinny was rolling that fucking puck. He was yeah, slapping, ball, yeah. slapping that thing around, man. He was, and he was rolling it really well. He was really well. banging out putts left and right. Max and I, who, you know, um, teams were me, Max on USA, Davis, and um, Chris. Mm-hmm. And... Um, me and Max gave it our best shot. We just didn't have our A game, and that's okay. That's, you know, as the lower handicap there, I need to step up for the team, and I just didn't bring it, um, which seemed to be the theme of my weekend rounds. I w- <laughs> yeah, I would say, that's you know, we'll, 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 keep, we'll keep going with it. But I, I definitely did love the, okay, well, Vinny did carry on the front nine. It was great. We were up two. Yeah, you were up two. We actually even did again, and you hit. And then Vinny put um, a ball to two feet on a hole nine. On hole nine, that that's right. That got you up one, which is kind of demoralizing. And then it flipped from the um, Texas scramble, but there, I guess there's, is it called shamble? It's called a shamble. Okay. Um, technically, got corrected on that today. Um, it's called a shamble. Um, and then we on that was on the front nine holes. Mm-hmm. And then on the back nine holes, we did alternate shot. 
And I uh, felt like Max and me really threw something together pretty well. But you and Vinny at that point just had such great synergy that it was pretty hard to step in. You got, I think, a quick another one hole 10 pretty fast after that. Vinny banged in another 10 footer. 11 footer again yeah this is the, i mean it was really fun i think i took the even holes vinny took the odd you took the even max took the odd yeah um yeah the i feel like we were really kind of just clicking when like someone made a bad tee shot you know we were able to like kind of salvage like a par bogey look you know it, it was it was really fun i thoroughly enjoyed the alternate shot it was my personal favorite like format of the weekend it was the most intriguing it was the most fun it was the most like engaging as a team I as think a, it was really good yes um it was we it was the first time we've ever done it alternate shot is typically i would say in team events the hardest team event i'm I, yeah and so it makes what it else, difficult what else would it be more difficult it than makes that? it really difficult if you have people who don't hit the ball consistently very well i don't hit the ball very consistently very well but i can get you down there I can you know, we, I can play golf. There's you know sometimes we have people in this group who struggle with uh, I mean, consistent. I mean I struggle. Everyone little struggles. Right. You so know, we didn't so. want people you know like who like Chris who ball out have to be stuck with somebody who can't get the ball off the tee. It makes it you know a little rough. Um, and, and you know day three I couldn't hit the ball straight. It, it's just it makes it rough to do. But on a par three course, it was perfect. Yeah, really um, fun, really fun. <clears throat> a little bit more of a back and forth action, far less pars. You know, or just overall, like you need like basically a birdie or like a par to like win. If you're getting par on alternate shot, that's good for a win. So there is lots of yeah. room for movement back and forth. It was uh, it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. We unfortunately took the L. I think we lost on hole sixteen or fifteen. Um, yeah. Davis and Bryce were playing an individual match by themselves, and they were just kind of vibing, hanging out. It was cool. They were kicking with us. It was a very relaxed, great way to break into a weekend full of golf. Mm-hmm. I thought everyone really enjoyed it. Super fun, very mellow, um, very, very fun. Um, went back home, tried to get some sleep. Of course, we stay up till like 3 or 4 o'clock per <laughs> usual. <laughs> well, we had the other car of three that are rolling in hot. Yeah. And they cried, they came in at 11, so we just kept it going after, at that point. But, you know, I feel like we got a little bit tossed on that first night on, on, on that Friday. Of course. It's always the first night that gets you. I mean, you're trying to play recovery the rest of the time you're there. And you just never recover. You just never sleep. You never recover as well as you wish you would. But um, leading into Saturday, we uh, in the afternoon, we were playing Desert Islands, which used to be an old country club, now public. It hasn't been public for very long. I think it's been public for a couple years. Yeah, I asked the guy at the front desk. He said 2016, but more recently in the last two years, and more specifically this past year, I don't know really exactly what he meant by that, but they've become more predominantly public, and I guess maybe what he meant by that was getting it, getting their name out there right i I mean i saw a billboard driving in and let me tell you if you want a a casual tough course with some awesome views and some great layout look no further look no further the price was 110 110 with the cart i mean drinks all time super good bar pretty good food they okay, also food. had pretty good food right. for like a golf the course. The burger like, was a smash burger. Forgot about it. Pretty fire. Yeah. All-time putting green. The driving range was awesome. 
Um, it's very old school Vegas. I didn't get to go in the clubhouse, which I maybe wish I would have walked through now thinking about that. Yeah, a little uh, bit of a bummer. Uh, but um, the putting green, let's not like skimp on that. They had like 20 holes that you can go and like punt on. Was it 18? They had them all like numbered off. Oh, I didn't even see that part. Um, That's crazy. And they also had like the driving range that was over there. All and grass they, free, complimentary with it. Crazy. And f- every like it was, um, you know, they had like the Titleist. You know, ball buckets and people refilling them. You know, and then you have and the like customer the service. My God, was it? It's the best customer service I've had at a golf course, bar none. We've done this two years now into the Ryder Cup, and I would say more than half of the golf courses we've worked with with this have not been okay. Like, have been yeah. not understanding or like rude to us in some sort of way because it can be a little confusing. We have a bunch of guys coming in. They don't know what's going on. It's under one of our names. But they were so accommodating, happy we were there, taking right. pictures with us. Um, the starter was all time. Alan? Star- Alan was great. Oh, my God. I mean, the man really set the tone for the entire day. Alan giving tips. Don't hit driver. Hit three wood. Get get yourself in the fairway. Um, a little course breakdown what this is actually. So for whatever reason, they decided to build a lake in the middle of the desert here. And it's uh, surrounded by condos or a hotel, and there's um, their signature hole is a floating fairway. Yeah, number nine. Which was yeah. so cool. Um, unfortunately, I did not play well again. <laughs> yeah, you can count on me to miss that one. So <laughs> I, well. I, I hit the actually hit the floating fairway, a little three wood. Nice, buddy. Right down the middle. Hit Solid. It, and put the second one right into the water, right into the drink, which is pretty typical. Um, I did not play well. Vinny again played out of his mind. Hit Vinny and Bryce were destroying my mental. Every time I thought they were out of a hole, they hit a beautiful. I mean, they were at one point like, "Oh, I'm gonna hit a cut here," and they were behind us, and they both hit cuts to like the green. And I mean, when people are doing that, it's and they're OB, and then now they're on in three, and they make a par putt from like ten or twelve feet. It gets really demoralizing um, to keep trying to play like that i think i was de- like me and davis were down four through nine yeah that's a tough that's a tough situation but we spent you know we made a little bit of comeback on the back i started to play um better started to get a little hotter after i had some more drinks um i didn't get to see or hear about your guys's match very much but we ended up losing that um i mean Vinny and bryce awesome job playing uh it's always i never know the name of it. it's egg and ham Ham and cheese. I never know the term terminology so for it. Little, it's a nice little duo, a little salt they, and pepper. They played I mean, you great. play off each other great. Um, I, at some point, just said, you know what? I'm going to lose this match, and I'm just going to go out here and have some fun and start hitting the ball around a bit more with my buddies. It's not a bad course to have a little bit of that mindset and kind of take a step back because you can kind of get what was me. Right. But it's a course that you really don't want to pass up on. And you want to soak in those views. And it really delivers on those views. It, it was no joke. One of my favorite golf courses for views we played. And I was very bummed because I thought it wasn't going to live up. Like I thought like this course was the peak of our weekend going into Sunday. But I want to hear yeah. about your match. The match was really cool. Um, Con and I, uh, my brother, uh, definitely, we were, we were scrapping. We were scrapping. It was a battle to stay into it because chris and max came out of the gates firing they both went par par Mm -hmm. par birdie for chris par par they were playing one under through four 
together individually. And we were only down one. Wow, that's pretty impressive from the boys we by you guys. Were it, it, Max was hitting the ball unbelievable. He got up to like hole number two and lost his ball out of bounds and then hit this miraculous like 170, 80 yard iron shot to the back of the green, pins all the way in the front. These greens are pretty lightning fast. Did they tell you the stimp? The 11? 10 and a half. Okay. Said. They were fast. They were Full fast. Full downhill. And he. Right before he um, steps over his putt, he just says, hell, man, I don't even know what I'm looking at here. This is a tough situation to be in. Steps over. It just drains the 45-footer. That's ridiculous. For par. So saves it. Oh, my God. And I'm sitting there after I just put a ball into the bunker, which was a great drive, actually. Pretty solid. Love that from Max, by the way. (laughs) Hit the lip of the bunker because I caught it just a fraction thin. Pissed. Because Chris is on the green putting for birdie. And I'm like, oh, my God, we lost this hole for sure. We're out of it. Right. Step up there on the same club, stick it to like eight feet. Of course you do. Yeah. yeah. It was really nice. But then I see Max's putt going from 45 feet. I'm like, oh, my God, Chris can actually be a little more freed up to roll in this birdie putt right now. And I mm. got zero chance. And it's really demoralizing. But uh, Chris ends up missing that putt from like 20, 25 feet. Not a mm-hmm. guaranteed make by any means. No, no, it's outside the range. Yeah, and then I roll in my eight-footer. Say par. It was huge. That just keeps the momentum trucking on full steam ahead. I bet you Con was hyped. Oh, it was, all, it, was, it was cloud nine for the both of us. Con was probably loving it. We were, And then fast forward through the whole match, uh, the front nine, they were playing really well. Chris was playing out of his mind. He hit 13 out of 14 fairways for the round. <laughs> Just to give you an idea of what we were dealing with, yeah. that man was feeling himself off the tee. I mean, we were joking by hole six that he can pick up his ball and put it 295 in the middle of the fairway. And then by hole 13, he still hasn't missed a fairway, and it's 290 in the middle. I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? We're now just wasting time. Right. He missed one fairway, and it was on hole 10. Yeah. And it was barely off the fairway it was like first cut okay and like it's really not missing a fairway he right. basically went 14 for 14 the man was on fire he he could have shot he could have shot 70 flat if he actually made a couple putts no joke he probably hit like 13 to 14 15 greens in a reg and he still shot he had like a couple like slip ups here or there but for the most i think he shot 74 that's right, seventy four, insane. Um, two, only two bogeys on the card. Rest, uh, maybe I. I'm take that back. I'm sorry. Three bogeys, one bird. I believe it's something like that. that but we were Chris. just we are just dodging haymakers left and right. I mean, Connor's making birdie putts from twenty five feet from on a par three. I have beef with that kid. Like I drained a couple of. I made three putts in a row for par, and mm-hmm. where I missed the green, made three up and down saves. The bunker, the next hole, I went way long because I've blocked myself out from trees, hit this hooking seven iron over the green, made a flop shot to like seven feet, rolled in that par, go to the par three on the next one, block block it right, chip it to 20 feet, drain this big swooping putt from right to left by three feet, drain that one to save par to keep us in it. I mean, we are throwing everything we got at these dudes, and they are not going away. They are backing down, and they are just keeping the pressure on. I got to give them credit. 
I can't believe we were even in that match to begin with. Yeah, once you hit a couple 20-footers, I, I don't have the mental fortitude to keep myself in it anymore. I mean, it was a matter of time, though, because of how well Chris was playing. And Max, by no means, I don't mean to just skip on Max right now because he was playing really, really solid golf as well. Yeah. Max was playing really solid. He was had his fair bit of contribution. He was balling. I don't. I can't recall exactly what he came up with on the round. Maybe it was like a 94 or something yeah. like that. But on the front nine, he was special. He was only like one or two over through like uh, he was only two over through eight, two over through eight. Well, wow, that's really good. And I'm just like, how are we only one down through nine that's holes? Not, that's really impressive. Um, USA needed that win though to keep us in the tournament. Yeah, they did, and they got it with a commanding fashion though because you uh, they Chris and Max I believe won. Um, it came down. We lost on hole 16. We lost that hole, and so they got it um, three and two. But we were battling really good there. We got it to one, um, and we almost closed it in on them. But uh, it, all in all, what a spectacular day. Talk about the ninth hole because you touched on it a little bit. I just had a complete meltdown on Saturday. I could not keep the ball in play. Thank goodness my recovery game was all right. Which is always But is. my goodness, it was left, it was right, Dang it man. was right. It was, in, I mean, I lost like five or six golf balls that day. On number nine, I chose to hit four iron into that island fairway, which uh-huh. is one of the coolest holes that we've ever played. You, I, gotta, I go, think. you gotta go, I mean, yeah, it has to be. I, mean, I haven't played on iron. I mean, I've done You're going island greens Yeah. And I've done um, never seen an iron um, an island fairway. fairway. It was legitimately a bridge to the island and then a bridge off the island. So right. it was totally suspended in water. Super cool. Um threw a threw a four iron straight in the drink, teed up again. Uh sorry, not teed up teed up again, dropped my ball where it fell in. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then I just hit another five iron because I was like two fifteen out. Put that straight in the water right again. Did you drop another one? Dropped one right in front. Yeah, I had to close out the hole and save triple. Drained another 25-footer to save triple. <laughs> just, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, it, um, I put, you know, like I said, I put on the ninth hole, I put three wood, 230 or something, middle fairway, grab hybrid, and slap a really bad. I had no distance. Uh, I could not get any distance or consistent striking on my ball. Didn't feel like my swing was bad, but I just couldn't find the middle of the f- club face, and I was a club shore on everything, maybe even two at times. Um, and the flat stick, holy moly. I, I might as well. Just ice cold, huh? I mean, like Iceman times 12, Igloo, like could not, I, I mean, couldn't find a comfortable stance. I'm using my arms to bring my putter back. Hands are going first, then the arms. It was that, that perfect putting mat needs to come out when, you're, when the putting goes for you it, it, it goes for some reason it's not like it, it's kind of there it's kind of not it just it's either you have it and it's rock solid or it's completely left you like i can't make like four footers right and now it's and it's confidence. weird because when it's on it's some of the best that I've, I've seen just for casual golfers right you know you step over the ball and it's a four footer and i'm like this is in we played scramble last year at the mile square tournament and i'm like i, I don't i don't even think I ever putted once from like four feet and in because I was going second at the time. Right. Remember that? Mm-hmm. 
And so we got to get you to find some sort of it's that perfect putty mat that's gonna be whipped out here yeah. shortly. Just need but to rip I mean, it out that's, more. That's on Miles Square. Mm-hmm. You feel really comfortable. We got to get you comfortable on different surfaces and different yeah. courses, different tempos. I think different it was just speeds. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't putting well at Ukaipa either. Not yeah, used to that course. Yeah, that's true. So it's not okay. a matter of similar. It's just the stroke is off. The stroke, yeah. the stance, where I'm hitting it. It's just bad. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I, we, you know. I, we left that course on a high. It was, even though USA was down uh, two. Sorry, three year, one. Three one. USA yeah, down total. two. Um, mm-hmm. Leaving that course, I felt hopeful. Uh, Chris and I were going to play with each other on Sunday. Max and Davis were going to play with each other. Um, we didn't know our matchups. We drew out of a hat to see who we were playing. The matchups going into Sunday were actually me and uh, Chris versus uh, Connor and, and Vinny. Vinny. Yep. Um, and I thought after after we pulled the names out of the hat, I really didn't want the matchups to be honest. But after thinking about it more, that was exactly, exactly the matchups that you guys needed right there. Because Max was playing so solid, and Max never gets that many strokes from you. Um, I think he got twelve or something. So the pairing, because mm. Davis was at thirty and Bryce was a fifteen. Um, it came out to a 12-stroke difference for Team Best Ball. So we had to give them 12 strokes. And then we also did an individual wrinkle. So you go against your closest handicap to the person that you're playing against. So I went against Max. I also had to give them 12 strokes, right. which is a boatload. It's a, it's too many, honestly. It was a lot with the way he was playing and the way I was playing. Right. More so the way I was playing, but he was playing pretty damn well out of his mind he was driving it exceptional putting it really solid i mean it was it was pretty it was a pretty special thing to watch but um i I like the matchup because i feel like it got it played into your guys's favor a little bit once i saw that matchup come out of the hat i was a wee bit it was not a wee bit worried i was worried yeah so the points break down into one point for team win and a half a point for individual win yeah so potential for four I points was, yeah. in total. So you can win the tournament if you win out on um, Sunday or even get three and a half. Right. Would win you um, the tournament. And um, I was playing against Connor, and it didn't matter who um, Chris was playing because he was going to win. Uh, Chris is, you know, unreal. Uh, we played Rancho Mirage, Pete Dye Course. And let me tell you, it did not disappoint. I was a little bit worried walking off Desert Island, like you said before, because it was such great um, service. It was such a great atmosphere. Very unique. Yeah, very unique. Something that you just never really see before. Island fairway, you know, very lush and green. And then you roll up to the Pete Dye course. Not many great photos of Pete Dye. Now I know why. Um, the courses don't photo well. It's because his design, when you take a photo from the tee box to the flag, it like all lays flat. But what you're not seeing is the undulation, the bunkers, the weird water. It doesn't God, I just photo lived well. in the bunker all, and, all day. Yeah, and there's a plenty of them out there for Drop-offs you. Drop-offs left and right behind and front to the sides of the green. Uh, if there's trouble all over the place, and you cannot escape it unless you are... Ball striking is on that day, you know? Yeah. And um, walk up. The people at the front desk, 
Um, some of our buddies got there early and tried to check us in. I guess somebody there was pretty rude. I think I know who he was because basically he asked for a break afterwards and everyone that he was working with gave him shit for it. Like, oh, break already, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Then some girl helped us out. She was a homie. The starter was great. And it really started off the round much better for us. And the pace of play was perfect. Yeah, it was really nice. I, we didn't see a single group besides whole 10 when we caught up to them finally. Because we, you know, they got concessions, and so did we. So once they once they left hole ten, I never saw them again. And uh, Pete Dye outdid himself. I've played PGA West Pete Dye. When we go to Arizona, we're playing another Pete Dye course at Papago. Um, if I had to compare the two between PGA West and Rancho Mirage, I would rather play Rancho Mirage nine times out of ten. I found it to be way more. Um, interesting to me for some yeah. reason i haven't played pete die west in a while his stadium i'm sure now playing it again it's fun because you get that you get to see that one on the pga tour totally compete a little bit for some reason because it was new catching the eye maybe we haven't seen a pete die course in a little while i i was the same way i was i was very very impressed the views were spot on the only maybe small little bummer is that it was a little bit on the dried outside but that is okay with me. It, it leads for like a very natural look to the environment, well, which is really about cool. Everything outside of the outside fairway. Of the, outside of the That's fairway. That's his design. Yeah, it's very. So he dries everything out yeah. outside of his fairway. Um, it's all that dormant grass. Mm -hmm. It's you know, it's like his thing. You know, you're not you're not the fairway. You're gonna have bad lies. So he mm -hmm. kind of tries to create that a bit. Um, water, interesting. It's hard to describe like what we're looking at. He um, always throws like an island hole of some sort on his golf courses. And this one was a island hole surrounded by bunkers. Um, like, I mean, not just surrounded, like the whole front uh, edge of the green and everything was just a bunker. Um, super fun. Um, into the match, I Chris and I came out hot. Chris um, didn't have his best stuff, but I was playing extremely solid. Connor and Vinny were rocked, which... I knew was going to happen because I kept just, trying to warn them. Just because of the difficulty of the course. Right. It's a par you know? 70. We were playing 6,800 or something from the tips. Um, it, ro it rolls pretty fast, probably like another 10 or 11 again. And he and I kept trying to warn people who weren't um, used to this type of golf that it's not, not for the faint of heart. It's what made me fall in love with golf was one of these golf courses because it was so difficult in you know, the Pete Dye course. That um, you have to learn how to like slap the ball around a bit and learn where to lay up and learn what, where not to miss. He lays greens out like they're like nothing, and they lay, he lays them diagonally and like longwise, and he just doesn't lay them right in front of you. And there's mounds, and there's ways that like drop offs, and there's like the fringe is cut a little bit shorter in certain sections, so the ball like collects in these collection areas and. Yeah, you put it best. It's not for the faint of heart. It's difficult. So I didn't mean to cut you off. No, there, no, I but think it's, it's great. It's it's uh, um, it's so really knew, difficult. I knew Connor and Vinny were going to be rocked right off the start, just because visually it's really intimidating, um, and you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Um, I played pretty well through first eight, nine, ten, eleven holes. I think through one through eleven, I played. Head was in the game, and then the gas started to. I started laying my foot off the gas here. I um, just kind of let Connor back in the game. I was up three, but Connor just Connor also just didn't go away. Yeah, I was up two, up three, 
but he's I, kind of a sneaky little scrappy player because he'll have a couple of really bad blow up holes and right. then he'll come right back and like but knock out like a couple good matter. shots. Match play, he can yeah. blow up on those holes. And yeah, he, exactly. I think, he, I think he got like 18 for a night. I think he got 16 for me or something. From you? Yeah. Mm, what would that be? Because you were at a 14, he's at a 23, he got nine. Nine, sorry. Yeah. The team was different. They got 12. That's what I'm getting confused with. Yeah. He got nine, and which is is a lot for me because I wasn't playing very well. Um, and Connor took full advantage of those nine. I think out of the nine strokes, the last four holes or five holes, he got four of them, four pops. Um, basically came down, you know, I started to take my foot off the gas, and uh, Chris started bawling out of his mind. He, like, beat Vinny on the, you know, no offense to Vinny, beat Vinny on, like, the 14th hole. Yeah. I, think I mean, when Chris gets locked in like that, and then if the course is playing that difficult, it's it's hard to figure it out. I mean, like, Chris is going to hit more good shots than maybe, let's say, Vinny, and he's going to be in a little bit more trouble. Right. And it's hard to get out of the trouble once you're in the trouble is what we were kind of talking about. So it just kind of plays into more of Chris's hands. Right. And we kind of knew that going in. Yeah, and um, it was a lot of fun, but Connor just started to make his way back into the match. And around hole 13, I realized I'm only up one or something like that. And we needed me to win. We didn't know what was going on in the match behind us. Um, I then started to feel the pressure. The drink started getting to me. And Connor was rolling in everything. I mean, every time he needed to make a putt from 10, 12, 13 feet, 9 feet, 8 feet, didn't matter. He was making the putt. Um, I will hold the L for our team this weekend. <laughs> Um, if I was for just really stepping up, I mean, I mean it was ridiculous. Job, I, I feel like all weekend the putter was just lights out. Red hot for that man. Um, props to Khan for sure. Um, definitely balled out when I thought it was very much in the bag. I started, I'm not gonna lie, I started feeling the pressure. Um, had a ridiculous yeah. hole against me and Khan. Um, bunker short right, I'm in it. Bunker <laughs> yeah. back left, corners in about it. this one. <laughs> and, um, I chipped, and on the opposite sides of the green are the bunkers that Connor's in and I'm in. Narrow, narrow front, pins very, located in the very front of the green, very narrow, Very short. easy to try to chip onto the green and have it roll off back to the other bunker. Yep. And that's exactly what me and Connor did. I chipped, went to the other side of the bunker. Connor chipped, went back into my bunker. So we just flipped spots. Did that one more time, flipped spots again. <laughs> then Connor blades went out of the bunker super far left, but he at least he's out. I chunk another one right back into the same bunker again. And then Connor duffs a chip. Then I chip out to another bunker. So now we're like, Chris is on the floor laughing. It's bad. It's getting embarrassing. I'm embarrassed because, like, you know, I if I just pushed this hole, we probably would have been fine. Um, and uh, Connor then puts one to, like, two feet chipping. So after that point, I basically had to for get like seven I, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I had to get on and make the putt, <laughs> which I finally got on, and like to nine feet or whatever, yeah. missed my nine or ten footer. He taps it in for like a six. I got like a seven. Um, since after that, I was pretty chalked mentally. Um, That's tough. Had, was that whole sixteen? Yeah. Then seventeen, I duffed the drive. Me and him pushed, but he won that one because he popped. Yeah. Again, eighteen. I like hit. I hit carried water. Hit a beautiful drive, 280, one of my best drives all day. Stepping in, like, okay, I got to win this hole, get us to a push or whatever. Um, 
Con ends up like slapping a four iron down there and rolls to like 20 feet. Um, I blow my putt past about five or six, thinking I have to make it because Connor's been making everything all day. Connor puts it to like ha- not even halfway. He like he starts feeling That's the pressure. Felt a little bit of the pressure for right. sure. Right, and then he drills it from halfway. So he drills like a <laughs> ten footer. So yeah, he really That's felt good. the pressure. Um, you know, Chris won the match. Single, uh, you know, won the match for early. Won our team play. I know you guys were, you know coming into it and uh max carried won his individual yeah. i mean it really uh, the the ending for your match was was really dicey and i know that the math was a little bit unfortunate how you didn't quite work it out right it got a little confusing uh, yeah Basically, we end up i i actually redid the math on my head afterwards and it wouldn't have mattered because a push would have been ne- no point and then yeah. it wouldn't have mattered right exactly so we needed to win right so pushing didn't matter exactly uh, which was which didn't matter anyways because Chris is like, well, you could have yep. won on 18. So basically with the way you guys finished up with your match, Connor pushing. Connor winning. Okay. okay. Connor, Connor beating winning. me. You guys won team play. Chris won his. So that is one and a half to you guys. That puts you guys at two and a half, us at four and a half or at three and a half. Right. The way our match kind of shook down a little bit. Honestly, I mean, here come the excuses because boy, we got a lot of them. Yeah, we got we always got a couple for you. <laughs> we got a lot of them here. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Bryce and I are not the most durable players. I will have to say that there is if there's one knock, uh, I will speak on myself. But I'm sure Bryce would wholeheartedly agree that his back is not very great either, and he was in a lot of pain, and so was I. I was dealing with a little bit of a different kind of pain. Normally, it's my back that goes. Bryce was having a hip issue, um, and I was dealing with a little bit of a rear-end swollen balloon situation <laughs> down there. <laughs> a sore balloon knot, some would say. Oh, my God, dude. It was horrible, and so yeah. I'm out there trying to figure out my way to deal with this pain. Yeah. Bryce, in the same way, he's blocking everything right, and he's fading, and he's like not finishing his shots. We're already giving them 12 shots. And I will have to say, it was it was way closer than we thought. We thought we were done for in the front nine. Um, I forget exactly where we were at. I think we were even or essentially, or essentially like that. Maybe we're down two. Mm-hmm. Um, gave it up to to Max and actually to Davis. Davis was playing really darn well. I was the best I've ever seen him play. He started good Saturday. And uh, um, I want to give Davy a little shout out here because I know uh, the game has come a little bit of a long ways thus far and had still has a ways to go. Yeah, but I've never seen the I'm man pick up a club during the year, David. So let's get to the driving <laughs> range, huh? Just a couple slap arounds. Let's get clubs that fit you. Yeah, but the driver looked great. You were knocking a couple shots around 220, 230. You know, pretty accurate. Hitting some chips, pretty damn close. Hitting some putts with a lot of good pace. Hit, hit a clutch putt to put it to OT. Yeah, and it was unbelievable to see him kind of evolve because I haven't seen him play since the last Ryder Cup. Last Ryder Cup, a little bit different, a little rough. A little yeah. rough for the Davy, so yeah. um, it was really fun to to watch and to compete against that. Max really truly had his best stuff all day. I could not shake the man all weekend. It was Friday, it was Saturday, it was Max Sunday. Max was living rent free. He had my number, and he yeah. was tossing my shit up. Yeah, Vinny, Vinny I went, I went over all weekend in my matches. Godly. Vinny just, uh, I feel that dude took took my lunch money. So all Bryce and I bullied me. Yeah, Vinny was Vinny was heckling and doing some damage. 
yeah. to team to team USA. He was he brought it, and I will have to say he was playing really well. Yeah. Sunday a little bit of a different story, but still Friday Saturday absolutely had his A game. Yeah. Um, but I, I got to give it to the, to Team USA when our matchup because Max and Davis were playing really well. They were making shots where they needed to. Um, we were definitely battling. Um, Bryce and I, thank goodness, caught some fire because we needed it in a bad way. I was getting clapped by Max in our individual matchup. Bryce was handling Davis. Um, that was not really too much of a worry at all. No. It was very lopsided. So the way it was shaking out was we had three and out points, and we're down at like hole 11 by uh, down two. Um, it's not exact. I'm just kind of going Throwing off, going off yeah. feel here. Um, we we're like down a couple, but the way it would work out with our individual matches is I wasn't going to beat Max. Bryce was winning and beating Davis, so we would that would have put us at four points now, basically, the, with, right. with how you guys were finishing, how our match was currently going. We really needed to beat them as like the team play because I was not going to beat Max the way I was playing. Bryce turned it on on the back nine. He Love moved away him. from the driver. He said, screw that. I'm going to go for something more accurate. Brought the three-wood, and my God, does, can this man pummel a three-wood down yeah, he was the middle, it. like 270, 270, just arrows. And he had a couple really great iron shots, was rolling the ball really well. I think he finished and came in with like a 42, I believe, which is, which is pretty damn solid. Came down to the last hole. Um, and I'll paint a little bit of a picture here, but long par four, water going down the left, mm -hmm. hills on the right, water that goes all the way to the green, wraps around into the back, two big bunkers or three actually because there's one in the back on the green so there's yeah. no room to miss fairway then green that's Basically, what you need to do yeah i mean it's got to be pretty pretty darn pretty darn straight at this point though i'm chalked i am depleted i'm gassed right. i cannot hit a golf ball i am in so much three pain. days of golf and a salon balloon nah, i can Dude, only imagine i'm in so much pain this thing Throbbing. It is yeah, it's got its own heartbeat. <laughs> like, dude, it, it's a, it's it's a now it it's an its appendage. It's an appendage <laughs> at this point. It's got its own feelings. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. yeah, it is fucking killing me. I can't make a swing, and so I, I snap hook one into the water. Mm -hmm. Dead. Max gets up there, mm -hmm. puts one into the water. Not the good team, for us. We need a match there. We're down one. And like a push was a win for you guys. A push? Uh yes, and a push is a win. So we need to win the last hole. You need to push. We need to, yeah. So we need to win the last hole in order to push our team play. Correct. Yeah. Um so that was huge when Max threw it in the water. Door was wide open. I mean, I'm not discrediting the Davis here, but like as far as as far as the better player in the group, when you have twelve strokes that we're giving you. Max is going to be the one that's going to maybe win more of those holes for sure. And you so, know, love Davis, love you, Davis. Yeah, you're a thirty. It's a thirty handicap yeah. stepping up to an eighteenth hole with a really tight with a game on the line. But Big Dick Dave steps up, actually, and like it was door was wide open because actually Davis did not hit a great tee shot. Dribbles it off the tee like seventy, eighty yards. Rough. So he's got three eighty. Into the in or three third, sorry, three fifty in. That would make more sense. Mm -hmm. Hits a great shot, lays it up in the middle of fairway, 
hits another iron shot right to the front of the green. I'm out. I'd have to drop, and I'm 240 out. I hit mm. a three hybrid, apparently, over the green into yeah. the water. I didn't see it. rolls off the back. But now that's two balls in the water for your boy. You're I'm out. The hole. I'm out. I'm yeah. out, basically. Um, Max does really well. Drops a ball. Hits. Takes three wood. We're basically dropping in the same position. Yeah. Rips a three wood. Hammers just it. Just through the back in the right side of the green. Yeah. But is now in that back bunker, if I'm not mistaken? No, he's in the back grass. He's putting. Okay, got it. Back Hammers grass. one. I, I, I watched it come in. I was sitting on the hill. Flushes this three wood, yeah. dude. Um, comes back in the clutch. He's a clutch player and and delivers a great strike. And it certainly puts him back into the hole. Um, should Bryce waver at all? Bryce had a great three wood right down the middle. Classic. And um, gosh, dude, hits an iron shot. And I'm blanking on where he left it. Was it? It was off the green, just to the right. Kind of blocks it a little I bit. He put it in the water off the back. I don't really remember, but I know Davis is putting for double, and so is Bryce. Okay, got it. Or maybe he's playing for bogey and he, they popped on 18. They did. Bri- so. Bryce, I thought, hit a great shot. Like, maybe not to the front. Maybe it was the front right yeah. to, like, 35 feet. Rolls one up there to, like, you know, 3-4. Taps in for his par. Davis is now laying three at the front of the green. He tapped right? in for bogey, wouldn't he? No, Davis Davis bogeyed the hole. He bogeyed the so hole. So, Davis on the front of the green wow. in three, dude. Rolls a putt to, like, 10 feet. And he steps up there and drains this bogey putt. Yeah, I'm in his backswing. Like, Davis, this really matters. Really concentrate, Davis. Get a read. He didn't listen to me at all. Steps up there, hearts it. Hearts it. Right in the middle. Loved it. And we are going into overtime. Second year in a row, overtime. Second year in a row. We're going to address that for next year. But my goodness, Dave, to come out and and bogey. for Hard hole. For your I, for I team, know, I don't know USA. if it was. I don't know if it, it was the hardest, but it was one of the three hardest holes on the golf course. Maybe and not it, in handicap, but for me personally, it was a really very difficult hole. A lot of pressure, very narrow. Got to be very exact with your shots. Mm-hmm. A lot of room for error. I put it in the water twice. You know, yeah. I mean, there's lots of room for error. So, um, anyways, it was a huge. It was a huge hole for not only Team USA, but just I think Davis in general. I mean, he really stepped up. Hit some really solid golf shot. Played smart. Played really good bogey golf. Knew what he needed to do, and he got it done. That boy, Dave. And he came through in the clutch. That boy, Dave. So now um, we're all tied up four four here, going in this last little bit. And we, instead of doing a um, alternate shot. alternate shot to finish, we wanted to do something that was a little bit more collective this year. Um, right. And at this point, we turned in our carts. We were figuring out what happened. We were trying to figure out points, this and that, matchups, and adding it all up. Turns out it was all tied up 4-4. And so coming into the day and into the tournament, we were talking about doing a tiebreaker, putting green, long putt competition. Right. Closest to pin. Closest to pin. The other yep. person putts. The other person turns his back. Yep. Um, you know, it, no putts were made, but um, I mean, we're th- forty footers. Yeah, uphill, Europe, downhill, Europe big swingers. Great. Um, the highest handicaps go first. Um, even though and Dave, then in descending order, right from there on. And then you and Chris were putting last. Yeah. Um, team, you know, USA didn't have their best outing on that putting competition. We lost. Uh, I think we lost three one. So. Yeah. Team Europe brought it home. Congratulations to you boys on doing that, um, Andrew. Thank goodness, because I don't think I, I don't think I could have listened to you for another year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was really bummed, and uh, I will take you know, 
if Team USA is hearing it, I've solely put that L on my back. I need to be better for the team there. And that's okay. We're a team. You know, I, I brought other things and aspects for our team. But uh, definitely uh, Connor beat me. And Connor played great. And I needed that W. If I would have won that, we would have won the tournament. Um, which should have been a win for us. But, you know, Connor played unreal. Playing competition was great. I, it wasn't Super even really, fun. It wasn't even really uh, that close. Max Max won one, and then every, mean, everything else yeah. was pretty much. I mean, I, it came down to the fact that Europe was up 2-1, but Chris hit a good putt. It was like four or five feet, dude. Chris hit a really good putt, and you just I mean, dimed one to like just, two. It's like, I almost rolled it in. You it almost like rolled it in. Inches. So, you, I mean, really just slammed the door shut. It was super cool to watch you win that, even though I was very, very angry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was overall um, a fun weekend. Um, I just wanted to break down uh, some other things, uh, yeah. maybe for the future for it. Um, what would you keep? Two things you would keep and two things you wanted to, you know, change. Um, I will bring that up for us for next year. The two things I want to keep were going to be, um, I love the afternoon tea times. And, yeah, big time. Um, I also loved the uh, individual um, team play. With the match play best ball that we were doing. Yeah, that was really fun. It was um, a chance for more points, more swings. Right. That kind of I stuff. I think I had another element to it. Um, two things I would get rid of. I'm, we're definitely getting rid of overtime next year. Yeah. And it Can't sounds like it. maybe we'll probably not do um, shamble. Either we're going to do a four-man team yeah. scramble yep. or uh, alternate shot all day. But um, those would be my two keep to get rid of. I mean... I mean, it's hard to say what you want to get rid of, but we're always looking to make it better, you know? Yeah. I, um, the only thing that we were touching on a little bit on the car ride back would be uh, if it's white steak, it's it's white oh, steak. Oh, yeah. It's white steak. So the new overtime rule is yeah. going to be in the effect there. Uh, we play it as a hazard drop just to keep the game moving along. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, you usually have to read T when it's OB. Or um, there's a new thing called the local rule, which will be putting into force next year yeah i think it'll help out the players who are lower handicaps because the higher handicaps can blast balls ob all day and only have a one-stroke penalty for it and they're normally taking a lot more liberty on the distance than they should be and it also uh for example it just it punishes the more accurate golfer compared to the wild golfer meaning if you take stroke and distance you know, you're only getting essentially a one-stroke penalty, even though you're blasting a ball out of bounds. You have to re-tee. You're not getting distance. You have to take a stroke penalty, which is essentially, in a sense, a two-stroke penalty because you're losing all of that distance, right? Right. So that gives a little bit more of the players like yourself, Chris, a little bit more of a nod uh, in that situation. Um, so yeah, I think those are a couple things that we can change, adjust, revise a little bit and kind of review and see where we kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, um you know, I I know we're I know we're approaching a little bit of that hour 20ish oh, mark we're gonna, here. We're going to roll through a couple of these things real fast. But um, um I, MVPs for me this weekend. Um MVP for me all weekend. I'm going to throw out a MVP and an honorable mention. MVP this weekend for me was Vinny Vincenzo, the big diesel, um, God, really helped you guys out it. Friday and, and Saturday. Sunday uh, was having a little bit of a fall off, but he was playing any, out of his mind all weekend. You're going, anytime you're going two and one, 
It's big. It's big. Yeah, especially for he was the highest handicap on your team. Yeah. Um, and then my honorable mention is going to be Connor. Connor Whit for rolling in putts all weekend. Kid, yeah. kid picks up sticks once a year, and it's for the Ryder Cup, and he always comes in and plays pretty well. And he somehow miraculously just balls out. He just needs to play more golf, and he'd be awesome at it. He would be so good. And I would put Chris on this list, and I, I was, just I say... Was, I was going to say honorable mention, <laughs> dude. Like where, I'm I like know. Where, I, Connor thought, went, I thought you were going Chris, Chris went three mention. and oh. I was going to say, could you if you could throw it back my way for an honorable yeah. mention, it would be Chris. I know you're going to touch on that, too, but right. keep going for it. Dude. I mean, Chris, um, three and oh, played unreal golf all week. Man is unreal, but unfortunately, he's so good at golf that he's like the LeBron James of our Ryder Cup. <laughs> he kind of just takes a backseat for how talented and how great he plays. We just kind of assume that's what we're going to get from Chris. Yeah. But, I mean, truly played, like, basically below par golf Saturday, and Sunday just decided to turn it on after four or five holes of not playing that great and just had a, a solid ten holes from there. That Like, it was like par, par, birdie, par, par. It was just like, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, Pete Dye course. I mean, he threw 195 over water. I bet that was fun to watch. It was 195 over water, four iron to like three feet. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like it was just like, wow, this man. So, you know, Chris, it's, you know, would be on my honorable mention, but he's just so good at golf. He can't be, you know what I mean? That's fair. That's Chris fair. Just, Chris but, just I mean, be guess, worse at golf. Dude, I, it was, it was special to watch him play on Saturday. I was, it, it left me flabbergasted. Um, it was pretty crazy. Um, you before, know, before you segue into another thing, I know we're like coming up a little bit late here, but do we want to touch on the fact of being uh, present and that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, I would love that. I think that's great for us. And um, I know, you know it's going to be a little bit of a longer touch on segment, this but for that's sure. okay. And we'll just, you know, we'll finish it up on this. It's something important we want to talk about. It's why we call it in the cabbage. Not everything in life is so, um, you know, beautiful. Sometimes it's hard. And I was really struggling all week with being present where I was currently at. And it seems to be a problem with me in general. Um, I don't know if it was the stress of starting this podcast or, you know, working and just not, you know, being present in my current spot. And it sucks because you look forward to something all months or all year. I mean, we plan, I mean, we start planning this thing. Um, if it's February, we start planning it in like August, essentially, we're and starting to talk about it. Yeah, you know? and, and you just and I get so, and I'll speak to myself here. I get so in my head about whatever you know. It could be about anything. It could be about oh, I'm playing awful golf, and then my teammates hate me, even though nobody truly cares. They're just out there having fun, right? Um, you know, or like I'm really worried about dinner. I'm really worried about is the chicken undercooked or overcooked or not seasoned. You know, like all these things that take me out of. Sure. What I'm there for, which it's, is to have it, it fun. It could be things that are going on there, or it could be something that's going on with the wifey. It could be something that's going on right. outside where it's work that you were just talking about. And yeah, it takes it takes away from the moment, pulls you away from it. And it's sad because, you know, you get older, these moments of these things don't come around as often as you wish they would. And when you're not present mentally there, it um, takes a toll on you. It really did uh, affect me. I was really... Sad. I mean, I had to like give myself a pep talk. Like Saturday, I came back into the house after playing really poorly, and just like you know, beating myself up. I had to like legitimately be like, okay, let's let's be a little nicer to myself here, you know? Yeah. 
And um, no, that's it takes it. it takes me um, takes me a moment to kind of come back to reality and um, try to realize, you know, this tournament may never happen again, which more than likely it will. These friends may may never be back together again. I need to try my. We might not play these courses. I might. I need to really try to be present, and it's um, something I consistently try to work on. I'm always never where my feet are at, and it's just part about my life of being in the cabbage. I just don't seem to, um, you know, live in this moment, and that's what's great about you. Um, for me, a lot of times, you you know, I know you struggled with your own battle with that this weekend, you yeah. know, dealing with a swollen half half of a butthole. <laughs> God, um, really can take your mind off of what's going on. But uh, I just want to talk about it because, you know, it's not all, um, you know, it's not all hero shots and easy greens for me. Yeah. A lot of time I'm really hacking through my own shit, um, which I know may, may, a lot of people are. And maybe they're not mentioning it to us or people aren't bringing it up. But, you know, I think the older you get, you know, um, it's more responsibility when having fun as well. It's not just so carefree and letting go. Um, there's always responsibility That's that you point. have to come back to or yeah. that even us being there, you know, like I'm cleaning up a lot or, you know, I'm not the only one, but we're making dinner. And these are things I enjoy. But when you're already like chalked mentally, these things now become like labored. It's yeah. not like, oh, like I'll clean up real quick. It's like I'm have to or I'm, you know, <clears throat> whatever, for whatever reason, um, and it's something that um, you know. You know, you always seem to you. We we talk about this all the time. You know, it's something that we always want to be more present in the moment. And you know, you've. I feel like you've gotten better with it, and you realize that you're doing it. And even though it's even, it's sometimes it's tough to pull yourself out of it because of the way that you naturally want to think. Right. Um, you know, you do realize that, like, yeah, even though I'm cooking, cleaning, doing all the stuff, like I'm still doing it. With like some of my college roommates, with some of my best friends, you know, at the Ryder Cup, hanging at a cool yeah. house, you know, it, it it factors into all these small little things, and uh, it helps you pull yourself out of it and helps you to appreciate those moments a little bit. It's um, it doesn't take away from how much fun the tournament is, but it's so sad because you leave it right. We're driving home after yeah. it, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, did I, did full, I get all of it? Did I get all of it? Yeah. And you, and I it's sad to say, but I don't think I did. It's just like it's bam bam. And it's, it's quick. Gone, and then now I, I'm home. You know, I'm home Tuesday night. I'm laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, and I'm like, man, I'd pay any amount of money to go watch Vinny go hit another ball to four feet at Desert Islands on Saturday. Yeah. You know, and in uh, in those moments, I'm, you know, maybe I was pissed off because I wasn't playing well, or I was tired, or um, these things come and go so fast that it sucks when you're not mentally in it and uh it's not not that i didn't have fun i had a blast um it's, it's more about just getting the most and relishing in that state right because you never know you know things change so rapidly now at this age as well and financially and who knows you know um everything could change at a drop of a hat it just makes it you know it, some things I've learned with it as well is you need to always do your best to take some deep breaths, realize where you're at, maybe talk to a friend to have him kind of 
um, which is why I have my fucking traveling therapist with me um, to <laughs> to help you come to a little bit to check you back in yeah. to realize that I'm supposed to be having fun and my golf game isn't the reason of me having fun or not. Yeah. Um, even though you know I would love to have gone out there and been playing great golf and not been stressed out with work stuff and um, you know whatever traveling and podcasting and all this beautiful stuff that's going on in my life, even though it's taking a lot of energy from me, um, does take away from some things. And I think, you know, you were battling your own demons with this. Yeah, I got a, you know, I got a little taste of what you kind of go through. I mean, not necessarily just you. I mean, everyone. But, like, you know, we yeah. talk about it. It's more present. I know more about it because you bring it up and we talk about it a little bit more. Um, for the most part, I do a pretty good job. I would say a really good job of being present. Maybe sometimes not present or like too present, not thinking about enough of the other things. I would say I'm a little bit more of that person. Like maybe I should rein it back in because it's 3 a.m. Maybe I should do this because I should think about doing, you know, X or doing a little bit more of a prep or packing or doing something along the lines. I kind of live very much true in the moment. Um, but in this instance on Sunday, uh, it got to the point where, yeah, no, I was in a lot of pain and by like whole, it, it, I mean, front nine was rough. I was able to battle through it a little bit. Um, I certainly by like whole 10 and 11, my God, it, it would you really, it really turned around. And I was like, I, if I wasn't in a tournament, I would probably not be playing. I would just hit a couple shots or just I would, excuse me. I would just change a couple of things. What were going on with my swings, iron selections, club choices? Yeah, and it took um, a concerted effort from what you told me to walk back in. It took me a moment to. I was not. Re, it was not even really a. Yeah, like a lock back in. I would say more of like a. Okay, I really just need to stop complaining about how much I hurt, and like worrying about that so much. And like, okay, I'm just gonna play bad, and it's fine. And I really just need to hang out here with Bryce and try to do my best to help him, one, but two, just to kind of make it better for everyone. Like, I'm just not, I'm just so, it's so me, me, me at that point. I was just like, I'm in so much pain. I can't get through this. Why am I out here? Like, I'm so uncomfortable. Um, and everything inside of me is just telling me to get the fuck out of there, basically. Right. And, you know, some ice. obviously couldn't like, you know, I'm, right. just, I'm in this thing and it's a tournament three long. It's a full commitment. And I'm also I'm there, you know, to, it's it's a full encompassing group events. Like I'm there to have also have fun with Davis and Max and Bryce and obviously you guys as well, the group ahead. But primarily, I'm just talking about our group that's immediately affecting my or by that's being affected by my actions. So, yeah, it took me a hot second to kind of step back look around and i caught myself saying damn this is a sick course what am i doing right you know what like, is going on it's it's hard to you have to take those moments a couple deep breaths and realize like life is pretty good and i know like it's definitely hard when you're physically in a lot of pain but mentally it's uh, a little easier to try to lock back in on that yeah which is impressive and talks about how well you are and how good you are at that i also was struggling with a lot of insecurity I realized, yeah. which I think chalked me a lot. Um, I was also, you know, a lot of friends we have listen to this podcast, and I love it, and it's great. 
and they always tell us how much they like it. But I just personally just never truly believe that people actually <laughs> like it. It's and I, it's my own thing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't ever like anything I do. There's no way people like. You know what I mean? That's just who I am as a person. I, I, if someone comes up and they compliment me, I just assume they're being they're being nice. Like they don't really feel that way. They're just trying to make make conversation. Right. And you're like, oh, what's the underlying message right. there? Like, you know, I'm always mm-hmm. like, you don't really mean Investigating that. Investigating. And I know, I know how genuine our friends are and how much they all support us and the things we do. And that's not just. Um, with us, that's with everyone. That's just your Our knee, friend, that's your knee jerk reaction. My knee jerk yeah. reaction is to understand that, like you know, um, I think that played into my not being present a lot because, yeah. I mean, Vin, Vinny was like we recorded a like clips right, and Vinny as a joke just tried one on the T box, and my God, was he natural? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, he just fell right into it, and I, you know, we've only been doing this content creation probably. Maybe a couple weeks longer than Vinny, but I mean, my God, he, he fall right into it, and I got insecure. I'm like, I'm, there's no way I'm as good as Vinny at this, you yeah. know. And uh, Vinny should be all time on YouTube. He's so funny. Um, the man is a walking comedian. Yeah, he's so and such an a per- yeah such a personality. Um, it just you know I think I just got so insecure and so in my head about. You know, like, oh, they're just being nice. I don't really want to listen to the podcast. Or people complimenting us and then saying other things behind our back I always, you know, think about. And uh, and I know that we have true friends with us that don't do that. But, you know, I just thought we'd bring this up because this is in the cabbage. And even though it was extremely hard, not extremely hard, let me pull that back. Even though it was difficult to be in that thick shit, um battling through it and having fun and still enjoying my friend's company and talking to you and being with new friends and making memories was so great that like I will keep being in the cabbage as long as I know that I have people around me like that who can help me you know Certainly. figure out figure out a shot yeah but yeah man uh what an awesome stuff. awesome weekend um, we're going to finish this up here with a quick featured match. Since it just was President's Weekend. We got to wrap it up. And it's Washington Washington Wednesday. We thought we'd hey. do a little featured match. We got Abe Lincoln, the tallest the tallest man, and George Washington, Mr. Cherry Tree himself. So right off the top here, I'm going to go with a man with wooden teeth. If you have wooden teeth in your mouth, George Washington, there's no way. The man had wooden teeth in his mouth? Wooden teeth. That's what your scouts are saying? The the scouts are out here talking about he has no teeth. And if you're willing to fight through life with no teeth and they're basically wood pieces, you're getting splinters in your gums, I'm assuming. I don't think (laughs) you're worried about where your ball's landing. You know, first president of the United States dealing with England, those soft, soft little boys over there back-to-back world war champs you know what i mean we're out here um crossing the delaware over an icy river stand the boat you know looking all the man's the man's guys i'm sure his guys swing on him he fights through adversity and has um everything to win and nothing to lose yeah if you want to talk about a guy with some serious stature on him though that's yeah. look no further than abe lincoln talk about that all-time hat game that right there is a showstopper yeah. the media can't get enough of the them. Man, they won't shove about him. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's a top draft pick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know Abe Lincoln went first overall, but I mean, sorry, Washington went first overall. But right. Abe, Abe's you know People the showstopper. That, man. I yeah. mean, stature alone, tall, 
The hat game, ridiculous. Can we talk about the beard as the well. The beard on point. Yeah, and you know he's coming out all power, and he's and he's, he's got the length to do and it he's, too. And you know he hits up and he walks like Rory. He's got that weird. <laughs> yeah. He's got a weird yeah. long stride. And yeah. Washington's over there gnawing on a cherry tree with his wooden teeth. Um, that man's straight digging in the trenches. Yeah, he is okay with being in the cabbage. Oh, for sure, in the, in the shit over there. Yeah, it's um, it would be a close match. You know, two two very well respected presidents of our time. Um, but I would have to give my nod to Abe Lincoln. I think the hat Whoa. game and the stature alone on that man is going to be too intimidating for our wooden teeth beaver of a president, uh, George wow. Washington. Wow, where do you got him going? I would say um, Abe's probably winning on the 17th hole. Wow, okay. Um, great. You're going Abe? Going Abe. I'm going OG. I can't go against oh. the OG right here. You're going against wooden teeth man himself, Mr. The, Cherry Tree. The myths and the stories do say that he cut down an apple tree at the age of six. I mean, I don't, no I don't believe can, it. No one can either confirm nor deny. He probably whittled those down into some teeth. He probably ate those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, whittled those things down, some dentures for himself. Yeah. And I got him going. I think it's going to be a gr- I think it's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be tight. And I'm going with the guy that I think it's got a lot of grit to his game. Yeah, I love and it. And the guy that you can really fall back on. And I got the OG. G Dub George Washington taking it actually in the 18th. Love it. It's Pushes 18. It's yeah. a close match. Yeah, it's gonna be great. All right, buddy. Well, you good know, stuff, dude. You know, follow our friends. They're gonna be in the description of our podcast. Um, yeah. Big shout out again. Uh, I know. Um, I know. John has been working really hard with us, with you, grinding, doing the edits, doing the cuts, doing the intros, outros, For music. Sure. All of that jazz. Video Sh- coming soon once I figure out how to work this <laughs> thing. <laughs> shout out John Lindahl. Um, can't thank you enough. Um, really wanted to shout out uh, again, Jake, Madison. You guys are really putting in extra work behind the scenes as well. Uh, social media, giving us all the artwork, Jake. You know, you're doing great. Yep. Um, it's, it's really fun. It's cool to see it all grow together. Um, we got a lot of people backing us. And Tom, where can people find us? It's going to be on all major platforms, yep. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music. Our website's on Podbean. You just look up In the Cabbage. You're sure to find us. We also have an Instagram and a Twitter. You know, your boys aren't hard to find. Um, we're everywhere. Like, comment, subscribe. Like it, then unlike it, then like it again. Share with a friend. Um, hell of a podcast, buddy. Let's uh, let's get out Good of here. Stuff, dude. Catch this uh, next couple episodes of the swing documentary. Yeah, I can't wait to really dive in a little bit more of that. Mm. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, what yeah. a hype series! We're going to bring that up in another future podcast to come. Oh, we're yeah, curbing boys. it for now. Um, um, let's just wrap this thing up, though. Oh yeah. Hey, we're in the cabbage, and just a reminder: keep swinging. In the cabbage.